This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Happy New Fear! Happy New Fear! <laughs> Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. How are you doing? I'm good. We haven't done this since... Last year. Uh, right? I know. It's been a whole year. God, I'm going to be insufferable <laughs> the next week. It's just going to be like, I haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> yeah, you and a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> Get ready, girl. So we're here. We are recording on the first day of 2019, not knowing what horrors await us yes. this year. Yes. <laughs> So we can make them up in our head. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> just be anxiety ridden. Uh, did you have a happy new year? Did you do anything last night? No, didn't do a damn thing. Um, I took my parents out for dumplings uh, uh, for lunch, for late lunch. Where at? Din Tai Fung. Okay, I've not been there. Oh, it's so delicious. It's, I've gone um, to that Jasmine place a few times. Yes. This place is more like it's a chain from China and they mm -hmm. have one in Costa Mesa, um, which is an Orange County area. And Yum. then they opened up at, they opened this uh, months ago and they've been doing their soft opening. Oh, cool. Which basically means they've been taking reservations on Yelp because once they officially grand open, they will not take reservations anymore. Oh, at all. And it won't take any more. <laughs> and you know me, Joshua, I do love a good, I love a good reservations. I have reservations about everything. <laughs> How was the food? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, yeah, fantastic, I love, fantastic. I love dumplings. It's kind of the same where they just bring carts around and you choose? No, you order from a menu. Oh, okay. So they're famous for their shalong bao, which is the soup dumpling mm -hmm. that has the like pork with the broth in it. Yeah, um, those are yummy. Oh, so good. And then we, they had the wontons in the spicy sauce. We had some uh, fried chicken or fried ribs, like barbecue ribs. Oh, yum. Did um, you have any duck? Uh, there was no, there was no duck on the oh, menu. Really, no Peking duck. No Peking duck, but they had noodles and oodles and oodles and noodles. Yeah, it was very good. It was very super fantastic. And then I came home and and then like you know I didn't have really any plans and the ball dropped and I was like you know what I'm gonna clean my room and my cleaning my room turned into two <laughs> hours of rearranging the furniture and um yeah I'm still not done but whatever. 
Yeah, that's, I have the whole that year. seems to be the theme. Do you like the new studio? I know this. <laughs> the studio is like brand uh, new, rearranged. Got some new furniture and trying to make better use of the space. So I wanted to be able to entertain in here as well, like you know, so we can open up the whole house, you know, so mm-hmm. every room has a uh, uh, the ability to entertain. And this stretches out to six feet long, so you could somebody could sleep in here. Somebody could sleep it off. No, oh, yes. Here. Sleep it on your lovely uh, <laughs> your lovely reading bench. Yeah, and I've fallen asleep in here a couple nights in a row now, like just hanging out, <laughs> reading. It's totally passed out. So it's like it's kind of yeah, it's good for me. It's it's hard though, um, but I like that. So it might not be for everybody. Well, but that's fine too. Anyways, you don't yeah. want guests staying too long. Exactly. You, you know? need to you need to keep their beds firm. <laughs> yeah, and I kept the the um, the ottoman that I had. I'm sitting on it now because it's yes. super comfy. <laughs> yes. So for yeah. three years, jo- or for two years, Joshua has like you know has been podcasting from the comfort of an easy chair, but now he sits on an ottoman. So, right. <laughs> so we'll see. But what it's good against the shelf here with a pillow on my back. Exactly. I like it. It's very, I'm very comfortable. And but I there's you, choice. I feel like you, you added some things, right? You, um, well, I redid a lot of the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I've been in a purge. Uh, I've been getting rid of, uh, old books and just old things. Of course, all the Elvira stuff is top shelf, dear. Yes, that's for now. I don't know what I'm actually going to use that space for yet, because some of that Elvira stuff is going to go back once we put all the Christmas stuff away, because mm-hmm. we still haven't taken down Scary Christmas uh, decorations. So I have to pack all that up, and then like my signed Elvira and stuff will go back out in the uh, in the front hall. But for now, I Lovely. just I stashed it up there, and I hung up some more stuff, and ordered some more uh, frames. I, I've got more things that are coming, and... Yeah, it's been nice. That raven behind you that my friend, uh, that Johnny, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, his mom painted that. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, she's like a, a very um, uh, prolific artist. She just won a bunch of art shows. and That's, she really, that's some, a really cool painting. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And I suggested it to her because uh, I wrote on something. I don't know. She posted something. Uh, uh, oh, a bunch of really cool hummingbirds. And I was like, oh, you know, it'd be really neat if you did a crow or a raven. And she didn't think it would sell. Uh, but she painted it, and then it was, like, successful, yeah. Um, and she gave me a print of it. So, yeah, I love that. It's going to go right above there once the blinds are back. As you can see, we're still dealing with all the sunlight pouring in. <laughs> see, see, I love the sunlight, but I can imagine that you, you know, you may want to read in the nude, and you don't want to give everyone a free show. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I just want the I, – I like to be able to control the lighting in here. So, mm-hmm. you know, because I got these new lamps and um, – you know they they look much nicer at night. <laughs> mm. Plus the paintings and all the and all the prints and stuff look good up lit. Oh, we have Lilium in the studio today, acting like a fool. Yeah, she does, she hasn't joined us in a while. Yeah, they're very uh, they love the new stuff. They're bouncing off and you know going from thing to thing to thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's marvelous in here. Anyways, yeah, so it was fun. And, and you were in bed by eight. What? <laughs> Yeah, I fell asleep pretty early. I think around nine ish last night. I just don't. I don't do much. I, I've never been really into New Year, mm-hmm. um, New Year's Eve, New Year, all that stuff. I like having the de- time off. That's what I love now. That like, I, you know, that we're grown ups. Like we get all this time off from work. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of laying around, and that feels good. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really hard to return. You've been convalescing. I've been convalescing exactly, but I just yeah, I love this time of year because of all the time we get off. I I've, I read a bunch of books and or not books, but I've been reading books and articles and you know getting caught up on my New Yorkers and um, I recently got a, a, a subscription to Rue Morgue, which is mm. like a, which is a magazine. Remember they um, wanted to discuss it. Uh, on an upcoming show, they published that like Year of the Woman 
Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. article. Um, or articles. It's like a whole issue about uh, tons of like female horror. So I'm uh, perusing through that, gathering notes for upcoming uh, discussions. <laughs> what mm. about you? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I New Year is uh, to me is always like a couple holiday. Like it's one of those things that you go out with, you know, your significant other or like your really close knit group of friends. And I was gonna say I was gonna be really shady and say, and I have neither. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just like you know. I would rather just spend time in contemplation about the the year ahead. Yeah, there you go. So I didn't do anything this year. But who knows? Yeah. Well, you who stayed up all night like a crackhead and rearranged. Your I was bedroom. like, <laughs> am I? I was like, am I on meth? Am I on meth right now? Because I am uh, rearranged everything and I made it vacuuming, cleaning. Uh, the vacuuming's today. Oh, I just okay. went ahead and just did like I wiped everything down and then I like moved dressers, like heavy dressers, took drawers out, moved them, and um, I'm gonna go buy sheets after this because I want to get new, brand new like bedding. Yeah, um, from uh, Bolin Branch. From Bolin Branch, <laughs> <laughs> get that Bolin Branch bedding. You know, Joshua, I want to talk about Squarespace <laughs> and uh, Curly Clips. Curly Clips, that's it. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, uh, talk. Talk space. Uh, talk space. You know, I need to go. I'm going to sit on my bowl and branch sheets. Yeah. Uh, dealing with this meth problem. <laughs> dealing with suddenly. my meth problem on talk space. <laughs> Wigs for queens. Wigs for queens. And then, you know, later I'll, like, you know, practice some self love from adamandeve.com or. Love it. <laughs> Did we get them all? I don't. Yeah. Warby Parker. Warby Parker. <laughs> yeah, that's the other. Uh, uh, Blue Apron. If only we were getting, right? Do you have trouble cooking? Cooking full meals for your family. Exactly. <laughs> Are you a gluten-free vegan like Michelle Visage and can't stand the idea of cooking? <laughs> your family hates your food? Well, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It's like, you know, Rue, when I'm out living my dreams and avoiding my motherly responsibilities, <laughs> I, <laughs> I shouldn't be. This is awful. That is. That's awful. Uh, but, you know, it fits. We're talking about mothers. You know, we're talking about that today. With, Again, uh, motherhood in the apocalypse. Right. Uh, we we did take the opportunity to uh, watch the Netflix film Bird Box with Miss mm. Sandy Bullock, which was uh, fun. That's what we're talking about today. Uh Sandy Bullock, <laughs> you know, as we say, because she is, you know, yeah, both she's our, like, our, like she's our, our close friend, friend. yeah, yeah friend of the pod. Um, but uh, before we get to that, I did. We we're gonna talk. Look at this. So I bought this thing that I thought you'd enjoy. I see um, that. What is it? And yeah. may I have one? <laughs> right. It is the Velour Drag, the Drag Magazine Collected Issues One Through Three by oh. Miss Sasha Velour. Ah. Yes, I thought you would uh, enjoy that. Um, I got it from her website. It was kind of expensive, so you know, but it's really nice. It's a really nice hardbound uh, book, um, bound really nicely actually. And it's got this like built-in uh, little, yeah. uh, which I love, a little ribbon the, bookmark to, to hold your place. You know, to hold my place, like a like a solemn, like a hymnal. <laughs> Exactly. The hymnal oh, of drag. Interesting photo. But it's really uh, cool. I, I just wanted to kind of, um, you know, plug it a little bit because even, well, I mean, now the holidays are over, but you can buy it for the drag enthusiast in your life mm -hmm. for whatever the next holiday is. Martin Luther King. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Come Happy on, Martin M- Luther King Day. <laughs> Come on, MLK. Let's get sick, man. Yes, exactly. Uh, but it's filled with lots of really Come cool... Come through equality. <laughs> Come through civil rights. Civil rights. Yes. Category is... Uh, March on Washington. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, it's awful. filled with tons of cool queer culture. Um, all kinds of photographs and stories and poems, all from like really awesome like queer perspectives. Uh, you know, queer people of color. You know how Sasha is; she loves to just promote everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it it's it's really cool. There's stuff from Aquaria in here. You know, mm. who was on RuPaul's Drag Race season ten? Uh, who else? Lucas Blair, Veronica Blows, oh. which is fun. That's a um, she is a cool drag persona. Um, is that seeing one of the cats is outside yelling? Anyways, the Clout Club, Olive de Nightlife, Crystal Demure. Um, just kind of reading some of the names on here. Chad Cell, Nick's Nocturne, Peppermint. You know who that is. Anyways. Really fun book. I thought I would bring that up um, since we're also, you know, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Exactly. Apparently, along with. Uh, Absolutely. Our, our <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Bye. Um, very glad that yes. she, she left. Spoiler alert for RuPaul's right. Drag Race. Um, but anyways, so I just uh, I found that and got it, bought it for myself for the holidays. And I wanted to. uh to show it to you, Joe, and well, thank you. you know you could peruse it later, see what kind of fun yes, stuff. I'll you put find. my white gloves on. Yes, and <laughs> I'll sit it under an archival lamp, and uh, I'll I'll gaze into it lovingly. Did you get any uh, gifts that you want to talk about? Uh, I, I gave myself some really great gifts. Yeah, yes. like what? I gave myself. Um, I bought uh, uh, Felix Dion. Uh, is this uh, very cool artist, queer artist from Mexico City. And um, are you familiar with the Loteria, the Mexican like, oh, Mexican bingo, uh, yeah, basically? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So in the standard traditional Loteria that has, uh, basically it's a four by four card, and then they have, um, each card has uh, four, 16 different images um, on it. And the images are like, you know, like La Bandera and it's the flag of Mexico mm-hmm. and El Mundo. And it's like the world yeah. on a luchador's, you know, something like that. So Felix, uh, this artist, he actually did his a queer version of it. And it's also in Spanish, but it's like, you know, like La Bandera is the rainbow flag and El Closet is the closet. And, oh, wow. Um, La Mano, but it's like a fist, but it. I, I thought it was just like the, you know, solidarity, black power type of fist. But when I got the print, because uh, I, I have a few prints from him. When I got the print, I realized, oh, that's it's like wearing like a rubber glove. Like uh, for, oh, fisting. For yeah, fisting. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very like, you know, erotic. And it has um, el twink. <laughs> of course it does. It, and it's just like it's like a little, like, you know, just like a twink on it. And then, you know, el silver fox. <laughs> no, seriously, like that's amazing. But yeah, you have to bring this over, or take pictures or something. I have, no, I I have it. So I bought the he he. I bought my first print from him like two years ago, and then I emailed him on Etsy and saying, "Hey, when are you coming out with like the full game?" And he said, "Oh, it's going to take a while, but it's coming soon." And so, 
uh, right before Christmas, I saw um, on Etsy that it was available. And I was like, well, hell yes, I'm getting this. So wow. I bought this for myself and I'll bring it over and we'll play one day. Yeah, you should. It sounds yes. really fun. I'd, just, I'd like to see the artwork. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like one where it's like, you know, El, uh, el Estrapon. And uh-huh. it has, and it's like a double-ended strap-on, and very nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Hmm. Well, I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I always buy myself a lot of crap, <laughs> bought lots of books and stuff. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some really nice clothing from the Sam Squanch. Oh, yay! Yeah, yeah. He bought me lots of he, things. Did to... he dress you up in his love? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got style. Uh, That's what all the girls say. It's <laughs> it's lots of black and, uh, you know, things with zippers and whatnot. It's all very cool. It's all very X-Men villain, you know, <laughs> as I, I like. Not to, Star Trek villain? You know. like No, not Star Trek villain. When That's you go out much, you during know. like during like a formal occasion, do you serve Star Trek villain or do you <laughs> do you serve like, you know, like intergalactic villain with like a you know, buttons you can't see <laughs> and, you know. I don't, but I like this idea. An imperial collar. This is what I like to wear. Friends are getting married in April. And so oh. maybe this is what I want to wear to that. Ooh, you know? are you going to bless the union? Are you going to? Are you going to... I'm going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I, uh, no, I'm very excited for them and it's going to be a really fun uh, event, I'm sure. We're going in uh, late January to... Uh, have sort of a powwow with the other like party members you know lovely so it'll be fun and then we'll get a better idea but yeah no jeff and i were looking at ideas last night for uh outfits and i'm like mm, what should we what should we wear is it is it <laughs> me- is it mandatory to serve a look are you going to try and serve a look or um well i mean i plan to look nice mm-hmm. <laughs> but i'm still, we're still figuring it out once we have a real clear a clear picture of you know i'm sure our listener would love Love that. Yes. To see it. Yeah. I'll take photos and post it. <laughs> we'll do an 80s like um, outfit montage of some sort. Like, Ooh, 80s montage. Yeah. He's going to let him lock in. Yeah. Let the, let the kitty in. He's like, you're recording without me. How dare you? I know, right? How I dare you? I have things to say. <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. Well. Merry Christmas! Glad Merry that uh, glad that it sounds like it was a good one for you. And uh, any any anything else we want to talk about before we dive in? Um, happy I don't know, just happy new queer, happy new queer, happy new queer, happy queer fear, happy happy everything. All right, well we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back to discuss Bird Box. That's why I don't have sex. It's not because of my face or my general attitude towards human beings. The thing is that they don't refer to any of these things as murders, which is the most amazing part. It's always referred to as a disappearance. There's fucking blood filling the back of a truck. That was certainly nice of me, wasn't it, huh? Same set as Castle. Um, what? Is that really? No, but I would believe it, actually. That wouldn't shock me. I can't imagine that there's a ton of castles that Charles Band has at his disposal. <laughs> that frog is going to bang Roddy Piper. Nope, she's just one horny toad. <laughs> Justin Long just screamed that he's a fucking walrus for so long. He keeps yelling cuckoo-cachoo and shit. It's weird. <laughs> Join me and Matt as we discuss some of the worst of horror every week on the Horror Movie Night Podcast. Listen at HMNPodcast.com. 
Joshua, don't take off your blindfold. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to look. Don't look, Joshua. I want to be one of the crazy. Do you want to die? You're going to die, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Beard. Beard box. It's recently Beard. come to my attention that, <laughs> that I like. We have, re- we have watched Beard Box. Beard Box. <laughs> oh, we need more Chloe in our life. Um, anyway, so yes, we decided to watch what apparently 45 million other people did over the last week or so. Yes. Um, the, the new Sandra Bullock led. Sweeping the nation and Sweeping the Sweeping the nation, exactly, with... Uh, uh, on Netflix, Bird Box with um, who else besides Little Sandy? Um, oh, it's got Malkovich, John Malkovich, uh, yeah. Beatty Wong, Beatty Wong, exactly, and Sarah Paulson with, to Power Gaze. What is it with Sarah Paulson yes. and, John, and Malkovich? John Malkovich? I get the with and the and. You got to get it's a with. Very and. important. I've um, always wanted to be in a film and be a with and, you know? Yeah. You'd be a with Joshua and Joe, but I I'm like more it. important because I came last. Right. Of course, absolutely. With and um, and one of the guys is um, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, yes, yeah. he's the he played um, Felix. Um, he's uh, yes, he's the tattooed guy. Yeah. Um, he's actually he's scheduled to have a pretty big year because he's going to have a. I think he's going to be in a movie with Pete Davidson that's coming out at Sundance later this month. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, he's uh, Pete Davidson's, uh, like, one of his best friends. Oh, wow. I um, did not know that. Yeah, there was a scare about a month ago where, a few weeks ago, where uh, it seemed like Pete Davidson was about to um, end his life. And Machine Gun Kelly uh, went on Twitter and said that he was, like, hopped on a plane to go check on him. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that's what you do in, in the Twitter age. You you get on a plane and you go check hey, on your friend who announced. If you can, if you can do it, and you yeah. can you can help out a friend. Yeah, very scary with uh, Pete. I you know what I I don't know his whole story. It's very sad, kind of what's been going on. But they, uh, I guess, yeah, because they had him like on Saturday Night Live for like a second to be like, he's alive, he's mm-hmm. still here. <laughs> yeah, he's still here. And then now you need to go seek treatment. Yeah, but. Um, anyways, so you're saying there, do you know what the movie's going to be about? No, no idea. But it, hmm. but I think I've seen him in some of the production shots and they are going to Sundance, but it kind of looks like, um, I don't know. It, it has the feel of like an eighth grade of like a mid nineties. <coughs> oh, excuse God. Me. Yeah. I was going to say bless you, but I don't know if that's appropriate. <laughs> um, Gesundheit. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, big time adolescence. Yes, big uh, time okay. adolescence. Hmm. Yeah, there's not even a. Uh, I don't even see a description of what it is. Interesting. All righty. Well, regardless, he is in this movie that we are discussing. <laughs> exactly. He was so, here. He was an asshole. Uh, let's start with um, your your thoughts. What do you think overall? Um. You know, I really, sometimes I'm just really glad to be a cisgendered man who will never give birth. <laughs> right? This is another one of those movies. This is another one of those movies where it's like, I, there's so much privilege <laughs> being, um, you know, it, and that's the other thing too that kind of comes up with this film is like the, their, what's seen as like a handicap, like, you know, being with child and automatically something that, um, 
you know, Malkovich's character, he brings that up a lot. Douglas, he brings that up of like, you know, oh, someone doesn't know how to ration because they need to eat because of this yeah. that, and the other. They now have like two pregnancy, um, two, uh, um, two women in the, you know, two women in the pregnancy ward, and like they're all gonna starve to death. I know. Yeah, he kept making the maternity ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a jerk. <laughs> yeah, but but like at the same time, it also like there is a there is still a level of privilege. Um, there's a level of privilege with uh, having being a mother in that situation. Like she was saved. She wouldn't know. I don't think she wouldn't have been saved if she wasn't yeah. pregnant. Um, you know, there's, there's also, I think maybe it's like a evolutionary, some sort of instinctual need to protect life. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. And mm-hmm. protect the helpless. Well, especially, well, and it was like another woman who came running out, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, mm-hmm. she's pregnant. We got to save her. Yeah. You know, and then obviously when um, later on, when, um, oh, what's her name? Danielle McDonald's character. Uh, yeah. Olympia, comes up. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's pregnant as well mm-hmm. uh, from Dumplin', which we talked about in the yes. last episode. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's sort of the same thing, kind of, I think, kicks in. Like, we got to, mm-hmm. we got to help yeah. her. Mm-hmm. We got to help her. We got to help her. got a baby. We, you know, it's the apocalypse. We need new, we need new babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How else are we going to replenish, replenish the world? Although, yeah, it's anxiety-inducing though. Like, watch it, like you know, because I keep kept thinking about that. Like, oh gosh, for five years they've had like babies that they had to keep, you know, that they have to teach how to, you know, not want to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is such a, a human thing, you know, to look at the world around us and mm-hmm. to engage with it with, you know, our our eyes. <laughs> so, um. What else? Um, yeah, so like what that was an interesting for you? that was an interesting discussion or thing about the about privilege, you know, because like obviously we enjoy privilege being like cisgendered men, mm-hmm. but then in like this apocalyptic situation, there's a certain level of privilege of being someone that people feel the need to take care of. Yeah, so there's an added element of like that kind of survival. Um, again, you know, here we are, li- here we are watching another film that is a horror film about children in the apocalypse and kind of what happens and how to survive. And, um, you know, we, as we always talk about, it's like, you know, you, uh, as much of an asshole as Douglas was, I mean, he, he was right on the money. You know, he just, yeah. Not trusting not, Tom Hollander's character. No, not at all. Uh, which, yeah, if Tom Hollander shows up, just no, you're not supposed to trust him. Gary was his mm-hmm. uh, character's name. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> it's like he comes up and it's like, okay, we, we know that face. It's a punchable, like, villainous face. Mm-hmm. I think the only way, I think the only movie I've seen him in where he was, like, not a crazy character was Byzantium. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he played the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always think of him on AbFab. He's, like, the guy who, like, wants to marry Safi. And there's a special, The Last Shout. Mm-hmm. And he's such an asshole. He's like such <laughs> a jerk, you know? And so, like, it's, anytime I see him anything, that's still what I think of him, even though that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> see, this is how. <laughs> 23 years ago, I think. This is how you. This is how I know, like, this is how different we are is that you know Tom Hollander from AbFab. I know Tom Hollander from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, I didn't even know he was in this. Yeah, he's um he plays the guy who's the head of the um East India Trading Company. Oh. Who basically, you know, um has this little army at his disposal and or, you know, all for money and trade. But huh. 
Well, there you go. I just oh, I always think that he doesn't have he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he just mm-hmm. pops up here and there. But look at that. He's he's in a whole big franchise. I had no idea about. Exactly. Well, good for him. Either yeah. way, is he a bad guy in that too? He's a bad. He's a very See? bad guy. There you go. We need to like just you, don't trust him. We need to get a movie together with like Tom Hollander, Hugo Weaving. Um, whoever that one guy is that always like, he was he was director Kranich in Rogue One, and he was also the guy in like the last Batman movie. Like we need to get just those three actors together because they're always in other people's movies. Just give them a movie, right? Put all the Ben Mendelsohn. That's who it uh, is. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put all them together to to just wreak havoc on the world exactly we'll we'll make it a we'll make it like a showtime series of you know punchable faces or something like that (laughs) that's what we'll call it title of punchable faces that's that's a great idea (laughs) but back to back to the horror of it um yeah it's just you know ragtag group and you know bd wong and as a gay with a house i know right a gay with a whole house mm-hmm. and he lasts 10 minutes mm-hmm. he was <laughs> he was obviously like and he was obviously like a tech gay like because he had like we have cameras and you know i have a security system well blah, yeah blah, blah, his blah. husband is a architect mm-hmm. or was an architect we don't really know whatever happened to him yeah it's not discussed he's just lost out there in the mm-hmm. you know in, in the insanity of it all, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. Um, so, like the premise of the of the of the film, which if dear you don't know, listener, like go go watch it, is that uh, people there's some sort of creature or entity mm-hmm. that when you see it, it drives you to commit suicide. Yes, uh, like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so little Sandra Bullock's character is just trying to survive that. She's pregnant. She wants to have her baby and mm-hmm. be safe. And uh, there you go. That's the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. And then it intercut. So it's like, dur- the, so it's like live during like the mm-hmm. actual like beginning of the event. Um, I think in the book it's called the problem or they refer to it as the problem. So as that's all happening and then, we also flash forward to years later where she's trying to navigate this river with these two five-year-old, six-year-old mm-hmm. children um, to get to like a safe place. So it goes back and forth between like, quote unquote, the present and then the past, mm-hmm. you know? um, which I really like that device. I, I really like that part of the movie because I'm a fan of that anyways. Like I like movies that run in reverse you know, or or the chronology is is somehow mm-hmm. weird. You know, um, like irreversible. I think we've, we haven't done on this uh, podcast, but it's a French horror film uh, that plays out in reverse. And then, um, what's that other eleven fourteen? I think I mentioned before too, where it's like the time this girl gets hit by a car is like eleven fourteen at night, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. the movie like kind of works backwards but in a lot of different ways so tell like so you keep finding out what happened that uh, that leads to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this event which i just think is cool so i like i like seeing that kind of flash forward you know so to uh to what you know to them on the river and bird box oh yeah (laughs) i think it because it it um it adds an element of tension too, because it's like, okay, well, obviously they do survive, but right. it's just her. How did it get to be just her? Right. Uh, when they're surrounded by all these people, um, 
yeah, I thought that was an interesting, um, I thought that was um, an interesting day to do. And usually, like, you know, I, I'm okay with, like, nonlinear storytelling. I thought that it worked with really non-linear? well. nonlinear? Yeah, nonlinear oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, like, you know, time jumps and skips and stuff. I thought that this worked really well yeah. um, and better than some other, uh, in more recent memory, some other films and TV shows that have tried to do it like this way. So I thought that it worked really well. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was a fun, a fun mm-hmm. way to tell the story and made it, you know, kind of gave it a t- attention because mm-hmm. you're kind of you're waiting to see like how, how's everybody end up? Yeah, like you know, whatever happens, mm-hmm. do people split off or whatnot? And, you know, obviously the two Felix and Lucy like take off with the car. Yeah, <laughs> jerks. You, you're always gonna have those types. That's why you got to get yourself a good little apocalyptic group mm-hmm. and keep it small. Yeah, keep it small <laughs> and fuck everyone else. I know. Well, that's the thing. When Fuck that, politeness. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Just fuck everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing. Fuck everyone. Yeah. That's what we're. Uh, we each today wore shirts from different podcasts. So I have my um, my favorite murder shirt just randomly. And I have say it says, here's the thing. Fuck everyone. And then and Joe, then I have my uh, Las Culturistas. I don't think, think so, so honey, honey shirt. Yeah. And it's like. They almost look like they came in a set because they're like mm. centered and matching. We'll, we'll post a cute pic. Don't worry. We'll yeah, post a cute pic as, we'll the, <laughs> as the kids say. Absolutely. You know? Uh, but no, I agree. We manage our own social. Like. You got That's right. You got to these days. You have to be in charge of your own brand, they say. Exactly. <laughs> it's very on brand that yeah. we came in podcast shirts. Exactly. Because um, we're lovers of content. Yes. You we know, love supporters. Content. We support We support other content. <laughs> uh, anyways. So, yeah. No, truly. Go, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, like... You you gotta get you gotta figure it out. You gotta survive yourself. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Also, he was like a douche in a suit. Like that's the last person you should let into your fucking house. A white man in a suit. A white man in a suit to ruin things. He also ran away. He even said, like, everything he said was like, "Why are you letting him in here?" Like, he got out of the city with his colleagues, and then he has like he's a douche in like a blue suit. Like, get no. And they tried. John Malkovich tried, and they they all were like, "No, fuck you. We're gonna put you in the garage." Yeah. And then what happens? The guy's some kind of lunatic, mm-hmm. uh, sycophant for the end time demons, whatever they are. Exactly. That's, I was trying to figure out, like, as as it was going, I was writing down different ideas. Like, I was curious, like, is this in like the Cthulhu mythos? Like, mm-hmm. is that kind of creature? Um, you know, is it demons? Mm-hmm. Like Charlie was saying early on. Um, the one of the characters who works at a convenience or at a, yeah. uh, Ray, a grocery shop, Lil Rail, Lil Rail Howery. Yes, who is in uh, Get Out? Get Out. Yes, which is awesome. But you just watched last night with uh, Jeffrey for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot how you know it's it's so good, and then I see it again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. It is so good. <laughs> yeah, such a good movie. Uh, but yeah, so I was trying to figure out like you know what sort of mythology they were working on. But I guess you know it's it's really kind of peripheral. It, like most post-apocalyptic movies whether mm-hmm. it's zombies mm-hmm. or demons or you know whatever uh it's um it's about the human monsters so yeah. you know it's kind of the same thing a lot the, the po- i think apocalypse movies are about that it's about you know our anxiety over the thin 
mm-hmm. the thin veneer of civilization that we have. Yeah. You know, I mean, we lose our minds if the power goes out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We, you know, if a big storm comes and, you know, knocks something out or what, you know, uh, uh, freaking the holiday shopping, we lose our minds and try yeah. to kill each other over toys, you yeah. know? So it's so it's so thin. And, and this film coming right at the end, of another fantastic uh, uh, year for our administration oh, and yeah. our president. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I was like, it's so interesting. It's like, you know, trying to stay sane by staying blind mm-hmm. to what's happening. Yeah. You know, by like covering your eyes as like the rest of the world just goes to shit. I don't know. Yeah. I f- feel like that's so topical. That's a really, that's a really, <laughs> that's a really insightful read on it. I'm just like, you know, if you look, that's when you die. Exactly. Like and I, but I look. feel like, yeah, like we're just, you know, we're living in this time where we're getting, you know, we are getting more and more divided and more and more mm-hmm. clustered. And, you know, we're, we're trying to figure ways to break out of that, but it's like, yeah, you just, you don't even want to look anymore. Like I don't want to, mm-hmm. as soon as like Trump comes on the television, I just turn it off. Cause I just cannot even hear anything he says without feeling like violently ill. Yeah. So it's like, it, I don't know. I just felt like this was such an appropriate way to end 2018 with all these people stumbling around. It's like blind, to get, yes. You know, just to stay sane, you know, to, to mm-hmm. stay like, you know, together yeah. and safe. Because I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, there are definitely things that I'm like, I purposely practice this kind of like political blindness because, or, you know, like, or blindness of, what's going on at certain points. Cause it's just like, it just gets so much and mm, it's heavy, then yeah. it gets heavy. And then, you know, all of a sudden, then I want to like walk and step back and walk into traffic. Um, the, the, the monster, the, so, so, you know, when we talk about this and we talk about like the monster, right? So it's interesting because like, unlike zombie films where the monsters are other people, like it's a virus that you can't see that, you know, it, uh, that, other people kill other people. Right. And and that's the other thing too, is that in a, when it comes to like a zombie film, it's not so much that like, yeah, they're infected, but they're, but like, it's the people that turn in that, in that way. And, right. And that get, end up hurting other people. Yeah. Um, this film was different because it wasn't people hurting other people, people hurting themselves. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because it's like, you know, and then it's like, why are you hurting yourself? And then, and then so people are afraid to hurt themselves and and to die at their own hands um, as opposed to, you know, dying at other people's hands because I feel and then to introduce like these kind of these, I don't know, enchanted or bewitched type characters that can look and that are basically acting on behalf of the monster as like a, yeah you know, to to you know see that they must look they must see in order for you know the world to be cleansed yeah well that's why i was wondering if there was some like kind of cthulhu thing Mm -hmm. happening like some sort of cult you know but it's more it's just that i feel it's like once you kill a whole bunch of people you Mm -hmm. realize you're not going to get all of them if that's the goal unless you use you know people against people I don't know. I thought it was a clever device, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that some of them could look and then, yeah, be used that way, um, which we've seen like when we watch 30 Days of Night, how the vampires use that one girl yeah. to try to lure out others. Like it's always, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing on that sympathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. I thought that was uh, that was clever, um, you know, an interesting take that they were like, oh, it's beautiful. You have to look, you know, that mm-hmm. they're <laughs> um, out 
cult-like, I guess. That's, yeah, you know, yeah. which I, I love those kinds of things too. I like that kind of plot device. So mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. I would, I mean, still, I'd like to have had that explored a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I said, I don't think that that's what the movie's about. You know, it's, yeah, it's not about the monster because, like, yeah. obviously, it's a it's some sort of entity that has sentience mm-hmm. because it's like tricking her or, yeah. um, you know, giving her voices and things in order for it to be open. So yeah, it's in a, her mind. It's in her mind, yeah. or you know, it's things that they can hear. And then it realizes that there are still limitations to what it is that it can do. So you know, or what it is that it can achieve just on its own so it has to like bewitch these other people to yeah. to do it so in that regard it's interesting because you do learn a lot you do learn a lot about like when your monsters um um the different ways that they employ how, you know the ultimate goal which is to you know consume everything yeah hmm. Hmm. that that's a good that's a good point <laughs> yeah also like again that. we we got a little like um, I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm hesitant to say it was a nod, but, you know, it was definitely a nice little uh, nice little tonal thing to have them go to the grocery store. And then John Malkovich is like, why don't we just fucking stay here? Yeah, <laughs> I know. that, And that's how I always feel. I mean, I get that you probably would be open to attack, uh-huh. you know, because, pe- you know, a lot of grocery stores, especially these days, have tons of windows and, you know, this very open, mm-hmm. airy mm-hmm. kind of space. Um, but still, I think being close to, like, a food source, you know, that immense, you know, has to be, yeah. at least while you still, like, wait out whatever's going on. And that's probably where those two went. They probably went back to the grocery store. Oh, yeah, because we never saw them again, Luke, Lu, mm-hmm. Lu, uh, Lucy and Felix. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd be like, you know, let's get to a Costco. Let's get to, you know, I want to get some Zippo lighters mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. lighter fluid and you know, uh, some blankets. I thought, you know, keep, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, lots of food, be near lots of food. I don't know. I just, yeah, I always think that's probably the best place to go. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We've yet to have our apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So once that happens, then we'll have a better idea how we're going to act in it, Joe. So bef- <laughs> so before the film started, I had a question that I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah. Um, so the question was, is that the film starts with the the message from survive from a survival group right Mm -hmm. the message from a group of survivors and that's what leads uh sandra bullock to take the two kids um often to often to a a, what we can only assume is an excursion on the russian river um and the question i had is you know when it comes to if you were to be in a post-apocalyptic situation with and you hear this kind of signal would you go yeah, I mean, I think it would depend on the on the situation. I, in almost every movie, it doesn't work out. You know, like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. see, like um, twenty eight days later, they follow the signal. It's these like freaking psychopathic soldiers, you know, on some insane misogynistic mission to repopulate the world. Um, I think of the novel The Fireman uh, by Joe Hill, which mm-hmm. I love, and I I don't know if they'll adapt to a film or not. But um, spoiler alert. Um, it's really good, but it, it has that same feature where it's like, yes, come and, you know, you're going to be saved. And it is not at all what, you know, yeah. they were looking for. Um, uh, Terminus and The Walking Dead, you know, seem like a good place to stop, but it's full of cannibals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, you know, I really, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd want to be able to trust people, but at the same time, I think I would be like, you know, if we built someplace safe, you know, got ourselves a little garden going. 
you know, store, you know, forage for some canned goods. Let's just let's just hang out here. You know? I feel like if people, <laughs> I feel like if people stumble upon it, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. Like with Alexandria and The Walking Dead. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like people stumble upon it. That's that's fine. Um, obviously, we wouldn't want them to leave. <laughs> But, you know, it's one thing to, like, throw a signal out there just because you it it also reveals like um, it reveals a certain it reveals that you think that you're in a certain you're coming from a place of safety so much so that you like are throwing a signal out there saying, hey, um, anyone who needs help come here. We're safe. We're safe. We're safe. And it's like, uh, are you though? Like, yeah. You and know? you're inviting anybody who catches that signal to come. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and who who's to say that these, like, crazy people don't also have the signal as well? Um, well, yeah, I mean, they probably do, you know, especially if you're trying to get as many people. Because, obviously, I mean, we work best in large mm-hmm. groups. I mean, mm-hmm. we've built this world because we have worked together mm-hmm. to build it, you know. Um, so it, it's, it's always good to have more people. But, you know, it only takes a couple of the wrong kind, you know what I mean, of, of some, you know. Mm-hmm whatever merle yeah (laughs) i always use merle as my example but you know somebody like that or this gary yeah exactly it only takes i mean he comes in and never i mean within seconds everybody's dead you know (laughs) he's you know hell bent on them seeing the creatures so you know it's like it doesn't take much to to destroy a a already you know precarious little social (laughs) situation (laughs) yeah so i I really i don't know I, i guess it would depend i mean if i was if I wasn't safe or if I didn't have like shelter and like a, a place that I thought I could stay for a while mm-hmm. and use as a, as a ground, as a base of operations, I mm-hmm, guess, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if I was going to go out and forage or do whatever, um, then maybe cause you're desperate and it's like, well, if you show up and they kill me, well, I could die out in the middle of nowhere in the woods, you yeah. know, or I could die out on the street or at this possible sanctuary. You know, I don't yeah. know. I really don't know. It would depend depend on what was going on yeah you know and who i was with maybe it's just me i don't know maybe i go all feral joe yeah just become like a woods person (laughs) (laughs) yes when i look at you i think i think you're that you're the witch in the woods yeah exactly i could totally survive a night um under the stars you're that one witch that's in from <laughs> sleepy hollow with johnny depp the that's one what's in the woods. funny about this whole conversation is neither of us are getting out of the apocalypse <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. Hey, the first rule of Zombieland is cardio, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> all, bye, y'all. All I can do, I can play the guitar, um, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, what? How? You know, well, I, I can, can cook. At least that I cook pretty well, yeah. and I can figure you'd out be, how to use. You'd be good. A with little terminus. bit of a uh, of ingredients, mm-hmm. I can make a good meal, um, and I'm happy to teach the little churns to read. Mm-hmm. But that's probably not going to be very useful in the apocalypse. True. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But uh, no, but there's not, yeah, there's not really much that I'm going to be useful for. So I don't know, Joe, I, I don't know if we're making it, but we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> uh, anyways, so. Just the two of us, you and I? Yeah, just you and me. That's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's going to happen like right now. It's just going to be you, Jeffrey, and I, and these two cats and Rakshasa, three cats. That's it. If that was the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're in big trouble. Yeah, these cats would be like, yeah. yeah they don't even have fur. Like, I mean, 
We're going to have to keep them wrapped in coats. You know, they're going to be like those two children that were trying to cart around. <laughs> you, you should get a video of you like yelling at the cats like Sandra Bullock's yelling at the children. Oh, should, like, yeah. Don't put little blindfolds on. <laughs> Just be running around my backyard blindfolded. <laughs> Just like holding them. <laughs> like, uh, Girl, boy, get over here. Um, it's interesting too because it's you know she you have this kind of like they paint her as this like you know unaffected you know kind of like this woman who just is unaffected and is, doesn't really want to be pregnant in the first place but yeah she had that adoption yeah. pamphlet at the beginning the that was real pamphlet quick yeah. and and then like the she's painting a, f- um, a um she's painting a scene of like you know that's talking about the inability of people to connect and so she's like having being unable to connect with like her own children mm-hmm. and and then the apocalypse happens and she's the one who is like I thought that she was going to be very much like a Douglas where it's like oh no don't don't do that don't yeah. go there don't don't do this but she was like well we can't commit murder well you know we you know you're no more burden than I am and yeah it's like where did that kind of all come from isn't it I, I don't know I wish that I wish wonder if uh, if we read things as things come out if there people are going to talk about that I don't know I mean I think in the book the book expands on a little bit more like I think because the baby's the result of like a one-night stand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. did they I, I don't remember them saying that in the movie. I thought it was like some sort of I thought there was some sort of hint about something uh, like an ex-boyfriend. Well, when she said like the roommate that. and then he's like, well, he was much more than a roommate. That did kind of make me think, well, mm-hmm. maybe that guy was the, been the father. father and this just kind of abandoned her and took off. Um, you know, that. but they gay baited us. They queer baited oh. us. <laughs> I did. When I saw the, cause I didn't read the book. Um, I had, um, or I didn't read the whole book. I should say I did get like a Kindle thing a while ago. That was all about it. And I think I got downloaded a sample or something and read a little bit of it. But, um, I, when I saw the trailer, I thought that they just had decided to go that direction because it did look like they were two like lesbian moms, Sandra Bullock and and Sarah Paulson. And I don't know if that's just did I just read it that way because I know Sarah Paulson is a lesbian. Yeah, true. And I just assumed that mm-hmm. she was playing because of the way with the baby and the whole. I mean, and Sandra Bullock had like a short haircut and she yeah, looked kind of yeah. yeah the whole thing. I mean, it did it did seem like it was going to be about a lesbian couple, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, you know, we need more queer films, uh, queer horror, you know, we're all about that. Uh, so I was kind of excited, but obviously that's not what happened. Although now I do want to see, there is another movie. Mm. Shoot. What's it called? It's kind of the same. It's like where they had written it for a straight couple, but they like changed their mind and decided to have it be two women. Mm. And it's like where the one partner, um, tries to kill the other and then she like survives. And so they're like duking it out at this cabin in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I've heard of this. It's one of the top movies of, of 2018 as far as like queer movies. It's like, like Jules and Jackie or something. It's like something like that. It's, it's, it has like a, a weird title, but yeah, it's like, it's like two women and they're trying like one's like obviously trying to kill the other. Yeah. Um, Oh, darn. I wish I could find that. I was just reading about it because it was one of the things that... Um, what keeps you alive? What that's keeps it. you alive. That's what, what it is. What keeps you alive. Um, so at least we're going to have that. We'll watch that instead. 
Yes, you know? exactly. And and that that will give us the lesbian uh, horror flick that we were craving with Bird Box. <laughs> and we still need to watch High Tension. Yeah, yes, we do. So see, we've got lots. We do. Of, there's lots of lesbian horror. Uh, we that, got a whole year can, ahead of us, right? We so. do. <laughs> this is true. Um. Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did think that there was going to be. Um. I. I did think they were lesbians, but regardless, it still fit. You know, they I mean, didn't. She had horses, and... right? All of that. Um. But <laughs> with the. <laughs> With this movie, at least um, uh, Sandra Bullock's uh, love interest is a black man, and he mm-hmm. survives almost the whole movie. Almost the whole movie. But they killed off those gay people. We killed off, I mean, we killed off the, well, the we killed off Sarah Paulson, who, you know, obviously will inherently read as queer. Right. Um, and then we <laughs> definitely killed off um, P.D. Wong. Wong. Yeah. Who was playing a gay character? Because it's um, illegal for him not to. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's. Uh, I think it's an ordinance of like yeah. an imperial ordinance that uh, B.D. Wong must play either uh, implied or explicitly homosexual characters. Yeah, I actually I don't know much about his role or his roles to to know if he's mm-hmm. played a lot of straight people. He may have. I like that we didn't <laughs> like. I, I like that there wasn't a berating of the like most naive among them because you know usually when mm. you have like a someone who's all like sunshine and rainbows there's like a they get a strict dressing down from the yeah. hardest member or you know something happens like that i thought it was like oh you know she she recognized she was self-aware enough to know that she was spoiled like uh, uh danielle mcdonald oh character. olympia olympia yeah, yeah. she yeah. was like self-aware enough to know that she was spoiled mm-hmm. and that she um uh, that she's like, I, people have done everything for me. I haven't, I'm not going to, like, she knew also that she wasn't going to survive that because yeah. she's just not, you know, she's just not hard. Yeah, um, she was glad to be taken in by then because, yeah, mm-hmm. she couldn't, she was, she had grown mm-hmm. soft by love. Yes. And then, of course, we had to have, you know, an older woman. Uh, it, we had to have an older white-haired woman to, yeah, to was birth that, the child. Um, who was that? Was it Jackie Weaver? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, because that's that's how you uh, you know that's how you birth children is you must have a, an older white haired woman that has seen things in order for them to be born. She was like, I know everything about birth now. <laughs> I need water and sponges and scissors because that's all you need to birth children. Is uh, yeah, water. apparently lots of water and some scissors, and they, they she was ready, and they popped those babies out. No, uh. No long, drawn-out... No uh, long, drawn-out labor. No. Just done. Yeah. (laughs) We got to talk about the memes around this film. Like, Oh, my gosh. I know so many. And they popped up so fast. Yeah, people just, like, people are, like, on it with these memes. I think Mm. my favorite one is talking about... um, It's the four-quadrant one, talking about all the films that came out this year, or 2018, with the different... um, like that like there some sort of sense is impeded so you have like oh, yeah. can't hear can't see can't uh can't hear can't speak can't see and then my favorite one is like it's a grinder one where the last one is can't host oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like can't hear can't see can't host that's always the uh the rub of those apps Yes. Who can host? Who can host? Who Where has can a... we do it? This is why the bathhouses need to come back, you know? Yeah, I'm all for I'm all for like, you know, a very good <laughs> like w- clean 
a bathhouse situation. You know. We need people to, you know, people need a place. Not and everyone. It's less expensive than a hotel because millennials don't have any money. Yeah. Who's going to rent that hotel? Exactly. Can we get six of us to go in on one hotel room and then we'll just. We'll have an orgy. Sh- yeah. Or just somebody can have the bathroom. Yeah, and exactly. Then we- <laughs> it reminds me of that Ray Bradbury play, you know, the the uh, oh, vanilla yes, white yes. ice cream. Uh-huh. Sh- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The vanilla white ice cream suits where like all these men share one, uh, have an hour with this like white suit that like, you know, they go and they do their unfinished business and impress who they need to impress. And, but, but, you know, we'll do that, but like a hotel room where people fuck all night. Yeah, exactly. That's what we'll do. That way it's just everybody, you know, we just share the wealth. Yes, <laughs> the lack of it. Um, my favorite thing you said during the film was Sandra Bullock is turning into Michael Jackson. There was some bad lighting <laughs> moments. Yeah, there, there was like a bad lighting moment, of course, yes. Where I was just like, wow, she does kind of look like Michael Jackson in you know some of the moments, which is, uh, well, it's here nor there. <laughs> yeah, just mm-hmm. it was just it was just a fact to say it, not to yes. not to disparage her or Michael Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Just the just... lighting, I was like, wow, she does kind of look like him. <laughs> Chamon, you know, yeah. Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kuza. That's all I'm gonna say to that. Right. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, the me- the memes are definitely you know people are on with these memes. I saw one where it was like Gary was behind someone and photo someone photoshopped them into like looking at something gay or queer or something like that. I don't know. But you know, gay Twitter is out there with these memes. They are. They came they were prepared. Watched it and people mm-hmm. got on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing how fast we respond. It's just quicker and quicker and quicker. You know? Yeah. We all gotta be these witty, witty folks. Exactly. Quick. <laughs> anyway, so that's Bird Box on Netflix. With old Sandy B, Sandra B, um, who I I do like. She's in uh, lots of movies that I enjoy. Well, mm-hmm. Practical Magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with Nikki, with Nikki Kid, Nikki yes. Kids. Yep, <laughs> Nikki Kids. You know, uh, with little Stocky Chan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Channard <a> Stockton. <laughs> Channard Chan- <laughs> Stockton. <laughs> little Didi Wee. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> who else can I do? What else do I like? <laughs> Oh, I did. I did. Little find, Tony Q. <laughs> I did find that the heat funny with her and uh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes, the heat was funny, even though they're like awful, horrible cops. And Melissa McCarthy in particular is a whore. Is everything that is wrong with cops? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So I I hate her in the real world, but it it was humorous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The cops like her. I mean, yes, not Melissa like McCarthy. Her. I'm sure she's fine. And I paused there, so it made it sound like I called her a whore. <laughs> that's not <laughs> what I meant to say. She's a horrible cop in this. Maybe movie. that's the title of mm. Melissa McCarthy's a whore. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You can make that the title. It's fine with me. People be like, "What does this have to do with Bird Box?" Well, you have to. Wa- they'll have to listen. You have yeah. to listen. Uh, now we're just rambling. Anyways, well, happy New Year, Fright Schooler. Yes, you. we have a lot of we have well we have one big thing coming up. I don't know what. Yeah, uh, we, do have, we have a lot. I mean, we have no, we have things coming. There we have are fun stuff happening. Um, do you have two or three things that you're looking forward to this year that are coming out? Movie wise, um, anything horror related or movie wise? Or? Um, hmm. you know what? I am not sure. 
mean, um, I, I got well, mine. us. Yes, Jordan Peele. Definitely. Jordan Peele, um, Lupita Nyong'o, and uh, Winston Duke, who were classmates at Yale Drama. Um, I love Winston Duke. Uh, I yeah. love Lupita Nyong'o more. I wish there were a couple who would invite me into their bed. Um, Elizabeth Moss, I really hope that she becomes, she's a villain that we love to hate. I don't know. I, I just get that feeling from her. Um, but yeah. It's it looks like a good premise. They released a trailer, you know, last week, a couple weeks ago, and it just is gonna get all the buzz. Um, it chapter two, obviously, we're looking forward to. Oh yeah, definitely look forward to that. Um, uh, release of the uh, next season of Black Mirror, of course. Uh, Three from Hell uh, from Rob Zombie, his mm-hmm. next movie in the finally. Uh, oh, yeah. did you see the trailer? Yeah, they showed it at uh, the Rob Zombie show that mm-hmm. I went to, and. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Um, there's some other Happy stuff. Death Day 2. <laughs> I think there's other things that are coming out over the next couple of years, like um, the new Doctor Sleep, which is the mm-hmm. Shining sequel, but I think that's not coming until 2020. Uh, Nosferatu, the uh, adaptation yes. of Joe Hill's uh, With novel. Um, Zachary Quinto? Yeah. Right? Quinto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, however you say his name. Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, it uh, the, some of the early production stills mm-hmm. look good. So. Uh, season two, I, I mean, for me, final season of Game of Thrones, season oh, two of American yeah. Gods. Yes, I, I am looking forward to American Gods. I thought we were just talking about horror, though. So. Oh well, you know, th- I just added those. <laughs> in. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I, there's tons of good stuff that I so yeah. that's not horror related. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina will mm-hmm. be back in April. Yes. So we'll get to talk about part that. two. Yes, that's exciting. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good year filled with lots of fun stuff. We'll, you know, hopefully we'll go to Midsummer Scream again, and yeah, and uh, some other things maybe. Yes, too, some other things when we're ready. Yes. to announce it. And I hope, uh, you know, I just hope it's a, a fun year full full of uh, distractionary horror from the, you know, from the real life, from horror. the real horrors going on. Awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, thank you, listener, for keeping uh, keeping up with us and and uh, and all of that. And uh, we hope that you enjoy Bird Box. Go look it up. It was mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. It was a yeah good use of an afternoon. So yeah, go exactly. for it. A nice nice way to spend the first year, the first day of the, the year. the first day of the year exactly together Aww. together together. Yes, we are together. <laughs> Maybe that's the title of that together. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, you have yourself a good rest of your night, but find your sheets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fresh sheets. Fresh my friend, my fresh sheets, and you know, I'm I'm just gonna go through, uh, without like, who's there? <laughs> just cover my eyes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.